Let us pray. Oh God, we stand here before you in the fullness of your very power, asking you, oh God, for strength. We ask you, oh God, to prop us up on every leaning side. God, we ask that you will allow the the fire and the word that you've placed in our bellies, oh God, to come out and pour out onto your people that they may come from this service, oh God, with a renewed hope in you. That they will come away, oh God, with an understanding, oh Lord, that uh, uh, 2022 will still have its, have its uh, share of catch-22s. But we still, oh God, gonna trust you. We still want to lean on you and depend on you. And so now, God, let the words of our mouths and the meditation of our hearts, let them be acceptable unto you, for you are our rock and our redeemer. And it's in the name of Jesus that we pray and say amen and amen. Amen. I hope you all have heard the word that I lifted up just a moment ago about what was happening next uh, in our story that we have started uh, last week. Um, you all will recall, I hope, if you uh, weren't on last week, let me just give you just a, a little bit of a recap, a little bit of a, of a summary, if you will. But last week, we... Uh, 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 did our best to bring forward the story of Jacob and uh, Laban um, uh, uh, because uh, Jacob was the nephew of Laban. Uh, Laban was, ja uh, was Jacob's uh, uncle, uh, uh, but they both uh, were the kind of guys who had some tricks up their sleeves. Am I right about it, Pastor Keith? Uh, uh, but Jacob traveled uh, to his uncle's place, and when he was uh, 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 there, he, he, he saw a woman by the name of Rachel. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when, when, when he laid eyes on Rachel, Pastor Keith, uh, uh, what, what, what uh, enveloped him was an unquenchable desire to make her his wife. Uh, yeah, you all, you all have heard sometimes when people have met people for the first time and they proclaim uh, quick, fast, and in a hurry, I'm going to marry you. Uh -huh. uh, oh, 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 you, you, God told me, uh -huh. you know, you know how we, God told us stuff, uh, that they were going to be husband and wife someday. So, so, so Jacob saw this girl named Rachel and he fell in love with her but but there is a problem already what are you talking about pastor I that story sounds like uh, it, it's it's a kind of a normal thing that can happen amen between a, a young man and a young woman a, a young single woman and a young single man uh, uh, but the problem was uh, uh, that she was the younger sister and, and come on now come in a culture that the culture of the time dictated 
dictated that the older daughter or the older sister needed to marry first. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Where, 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 where? Who, who decided that that was a good idea? Well, 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 Jacob, because he loved Rachel so much, he decided that it was uh, good to enter into a seven-year contract with Uncle Laban to work to get her uh, uh, seven years later, only to find out that uh, uh, the morning after the wedding, uh, uh, in other words, the night after, uh -huh, uh, uh, he finds himself um, laying beside Leah, the older sister, the one that the Bible only tells us that there was no sparkle uh, in her eye. Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. We, we, we got a situation going on. Uh, but as we might imagine, church, you all remember, oh, Jacob was angry. And what did he we tell? He confronted his uncle about the situation. Uh, but the outcome only landed him seven more years of working for his uncle uh, before he could really get the prize that he was looking for. Ah, ah we're talking about uh, being in a catch, 22. Oh, you might recall that uh, we told you in a general sense uh, what that catch-22 is. I, I think many of us are familiar, but just in case you've somehow forgotten, let me remind you that a, a catch-22 is really a dilemma, uh, or, or as we would like to call it. Uh, it is a difficulty differentiated only by levels of trouble and drawbacks that come your way that you just can't seem to get out of uh-huh if you search if you if you if you search for catch 22 uh, uh, the thesaurus will give you phrases like uh, it's between a rock in a hard place. Uh, it'll say it's it, you are in a predicament. Uh, it'll say you are cornered, or some people say it, it backed me uh, into uh, a corner. Or somebody even said it's like being between two fires. Oh, oh God. Uh, uh, some, some, some just say it's just trouble. Uh, and it's not always uh, the kind of trouble that John Lewis used to talk about when he identified good trouble. But some of us call it worry, uh, and, and sometimes we call it a setback, uh, really looking and hoping for a comeback. Uh, it, it could be a setup, uh, and sometimes it just shuts us down. Uh, I'm talking about a catch-22. Uh, but whatever it might be in 2022, we, we told you to call upon the name of Jesus because Jesus, we know, is somebody who can help you to get out of 
a tight spot. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I hope you feel your, your help coming already. Ah, I think I'm I think I'm right about it. And so I know, I know it's early. I know it's early. I, I'm really just giving a little bit of an introduction to the service and to the sermon, but 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 it might be a good time wherever you are to just call out the name of Jesus. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see, whenever we call out the name Jesus, uh, oh God, somebody said the demons begin to tremble, um, and we know some things are about to change. But, 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 let me tell you this. In last week's scripture, what we found uh, is that back in the Bible days, uh, that those catch twenty twos uh, cause confusion. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they did. Um, uh, Catch-22s really caused uh, complications. Um, and and Catch-22s caused, uh, oh, come on, come on, somebody, some, somebody get this, caused collaborative collapses in contractual agreements. Uh-oh, uh uh-oh, ah, God, I, I hope I woke you up this morning. Uh, so in other words, uh, there was some lying and some cheating going on in the situation uh, but but can we tell you something can can we just say this and 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 get it on out there in in 2022 the same things will occur even in the lives of us as believers uh, we are still come on come on church come on we are still living in a fallen world surrounded by fallen and broken people um, and the only way really quite frankly can I tell you that the best way to get around it and to get around those catch-22s is to trust in the Lord that he and he alone can guide you through. Oh, oh come on, come on, come on. I, I, I know, I know, I know somebody is starting to feel their help. But since our scripture today highlights the catch-22s shown in the saga between uh, uh, with Jacob uh, and how he had uh, gotten himself to a place where he ended up with 12 children that came by the way of his two cousin wives <laughs> and his two cousin wives' servants. Uh, come on, come on, come on, Pastor Keith, and tell us what else we need to know. So... So here the Bible tells us the story about how the 12 tribes of Israel came to be. You see, once Jacob finally got Rachel and had both sisters as his wives, yes, this was polygamy, he also inherited Bilhah and Zilpah, the slaves of each of the sisters. And the catch-22 was that slaves given to their daughters at marriage were the particular property of the wife. And the husband, Jacob in this case, had no say-so over them. The wives could tell them what to do. 
when to do it and, and how to do it. That's how we got these slave women sleeping with Jacob. People of God, the same thing is happening now. Do you hear me? It's happening now. That's why the Maury Show, Brother C.J., uh, uh, and Paternity Court and, and, and Jerry Springer are making so much money because these Cats-22s are happening today. You see them, the baby mama drama and the baby daddy dramas all over, and you are the father. Yes, yes, yes. You've seen that. You've seen that. You've seen the Cats-22s that people find themselves in. It happened all the way up to the end of 2021, and it's happening right up to the minute right now. This is nothing new. So as Pastor I said last week, we, we need to make a few notes to ourselves. Notes to ourselves. Tell ourselves uh, to keep our lives uh, from being complicated and, and compounded with problems or, or concatenated, meaning being chained together by our circumstances. We got to make some notes to ourselves. That's why Tasha Cobb, Leonard's song, resonated so well. She said, we got to break every chain. There's power in the name of Jesus. And we got to break every chain. Uh, break every chain because chains are linked together to bind you in your circumstances. Amen, somebody. Let me tell you something else. In 2022, the devil will be just as busy as he was last year, if not more busy this year than he was in 2021. We got more stuff already going on in 2022 that, that is surpassing some of what went on in 2021. So let me give you some quick nuggets regarding Catch-22s that hope we hope will help and bless you in this new year, 2022. See, this is a wild story in the Bible. I don't know about you, but I found it particularly wild. Uh, and, and so we uh, to try to remind you, people of God, that once the devil has gotten into the picture and he's turned wicked men wicked, then they will make no effort to show remorse or turn from their transgressions. Uh, this is happening now in 2022. They go forward with lies and deceit. And this is happening all over the place for the purposes of relieving themselves from blame. We've seen this with the January 6th uh, kinds of things. Everybody's lying about what happened and who said what and who did what. And some say they were never there, uh, but that's a story for another day. That we're looking at sin that will continue to grow in our lives if we let it. And therefore, we consulted a few uh, authors and a few theologians. And one of them, Scott Arterbury, says that the catch-22 of sin manifests itself in several ways. Uh, one of them is that the more you learn of your sin the more you realize that you can't do anything about it. We're in a fallen world, and there's nothing 
we can do about our sin except fall down on our knees and give ourselves over to Jesus. And then he says, the more you realize you try to be more righteous, the more you will realize you cannot attain it. You can try to be righteous all you want, but we're in a fallen world. We have to give it to Jesus. And let me tell you something. Even Jesus felt like he was in a catch-22. He knew he had to die for our sins, but the human side of him was saying, please, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Let this going on the cross pass from me. Let me not have to be in this catch-22. I know I was born to die. I know I was born to be on the cross. But God, please let this get past me. But he knew that he had to go to the cross because he was in God's catch-22, but for a good purpose, and that was to save the sinful souls who he had placed on this earth. Come on, Pastor. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, so, uh, what's the catch of this story of Jacob's children. Uh, uh, you see, there are lots of catches that were happening uh, uh, at the uh, at the time uh, that line up with the same thing that we see today. You see, because there was anger and sin that, that went along with the catch-22. There was jealousy that showed up in the picture. There was a negative competition that seemingly was going on. Uh, of course, there was conflict uh, with little resolution. Uh, there were many trials uh, and questions. Uh, we see that there was seemingly some abuse, uh, uh, at least in the hearts of some of them. There was uh, a sex happening between everybody that was involved. And so the adage of love the one you with uh, certainly showed up and then there of course was polygamy going on in our vernacular we would see it with incest happening where related parties are involved in intimate situations and of course who can go who can talk about us this cast 22 without bringing out the D word of deception but what what was the main problems with this mixed up, uh, mixed up, uh, dysfunctional family that it appears in the text. You see, there are mix-ups, uh, and there are mess-ups, uh, and simply some dysfunction. Um, and, and in some sense, uh, can we say it like it is, um, this catch-22, uh, Jacob brought upon himself. Uh, it wasn't like he just uh, uh, happened to be an innocent bystander. Uh, uh, there are some uh, in the story 
story, uh, but but Jacob isn't one. Um, you see, can I tell you, uh, uh, can we dig a little deeper into Jacob? Uh, you see, because Jacob was a trickster and he was a deceiver. And that's how he ended up stealing his older brother's birthright. Oh, come on, somebody. You all know the story. But, but can I just help somebody this morning and throw out a reminder in the sermon? Because more often than not, in life, we got to remember that what goes around will come around. Oh, who am I talking to this morning? You see, the Bible teaches us that there is a principle called the principle of reaping and sowing. Oh, somebody said you reap what you sow. People of God, people of God, people of God. Can I remind you this morning to take and make another note to yourself? And that is this, that our actions, righteous or unrighteous, will always bear fruit in keeping with the root. Oh, what are you saying? What, what are you saying, Pastor I? I, I want to say it like this. Whatever is at the root will show up in your fruit. Oh, God. Oh, I, I know somebody don't like that already. But I want to tell you that even in this, this is a catch-22. Even though there was a lot of stuff going on, even though there was a lot of emotional baggage and a lot of emotions that were coming out, the family started growing in the midst of the catch-22. And can I tell you that the word reminds us that in Psalm 127 and 3, that children really are a blessing from the Lord, and they really are a reward from him. And also, let me tell you this, as you listen as I go forward, that in that day in Jacob's day the naming of children was really a significant act and it, what it really represented was some kind of circumstance some kind of situation that was taking place at the time of the birth now typically children were not just named for the destiny that their parents had laid or thought should be theirs. Amen, somebody. I know we name children based on the destiny, based on the blessing that we hope will come from their lives. But they did it as a way of speaking to what was happening in life. And so when you look, when you look at chapters 29 and 30 in the book of Genesis, it showed us what was in the hearts of the mothers at their time of the children's birth. How do I know? Because in the text, it reminds us that Leah conceived Reuben because the Lord had seen her 
misery. Oh, God. And she conceived Simeon because the Lord had heard that she was unloved and gave her a second child. What happened next, Pastor? Well, can I tell you that the Bible reminds us that then she conceived again and she had another son and she named him Levi because she was so certain that when through Levi that her husband's love would come around to her. Oh, that's a sad situation. And then after Levi came the next boy and she called him Judah. And you all know Judah. Judah means praise. And so she said this time I will praise the Lord. But after that my people, Leah stopped reproducing. What in the world? What in the world was happening? But see now we get to Rachel. This was Jacob's beloved Rachel. The woman that he worked so long and so hard for. The woman that he loved unconditionally. But now Rachel has reached the end of her rope and she demands Jacob. Jacob you better get it right. I'm tired of you messing around. We didn't fool around much too long and ain't nothing happening. My womb is still barren. I'm still not producing children. She said give me children. Otherwise I just want to die. I just want to lay down in my grave. Can I tell you? Can I tell you? Sounds like uh, it sounds like she's on the verge uh, of a psychotic break. Uh, uh oh, Rachel has had it up to here. Uh, Leah is steady reproducing, uh, and she has put forth nothing yet. Uh, but can I tell you all uh, that I've seen it for myself? Uh, what happens uh, when when women uh, uh, have difficulty uh, uh, reproducing, uh, or, or, or even if they get to reproduce? and the child doesn't come to fruition. Uh, uh, most of you know I spent uh, many years uh, in obstetric in, a, in maternity wards uh, where, where, where I watched life coming forth uh, day after day after day. Uh, it was always a good place uh, to give God praise for the lives uh, that he was bringing in. Uh, but every now and then um, something would go awry. Uh, something would happen uh, and the baby would die. And I remember one particular young woman who had already had a couple of kids. And that was fine. But this time, she was able to bring forth a son. But something went very, very wrong. And the woman's baby died. And she could not get herself together after losing her son. And there she sat outside in the hallway in the floor weeping and wailing and somebody had to pick her up put her in a bed tie her down oh yes because her mind could not conceive what was happening in 
her life. I've seen it for myself. And so I can say that old Rachel sound like she was on the verge of something really bad happening. You see, in her culture, barren women, they were looked down upon. They were frowned upon. They were not held in high esteem. And they did not feel like that they had the grace and the favor of God unless they could reproduce sons for their husband. Well, Jacob, he gets upset. And the Bible teaches us that he got so angry that he really said to her, I ain't God. You need to talk to him about it because he the one that's keeping you from having children. And so the next step, you all know we always got a next step. We can always take a bad situation and put our two cents in it. I don't see anywhere where the Lord spoke. I don't see anywhere in the text where the Lord told her. But she did have a right and she did tell her husband. He said, come here, come here, come here. I got an idea. I want you to sleep with Bill. You know she is kind of cute and she is young and maybe, maybe, just maybe, maybe I can have children through my maid. And really in that time and in that day, Bilhah could really be a legal surrogate for Rachel. So no laws are broken. It just makes a situation that was already entangled even more so. And so Rachel, after after Bilhah becomes pregnant, she gives birth to another son and she named him Dan. Why, Pastor? Because she felt vindicated because she said God has vindicated me and he has listened to my plea. How many times, how many times have we gone ahead and worked our magic and we put in our two cents and we construct the way we want things to go and then we say God has heard our cry. Well, that might be a sermon for another day. But then Bilhah, the servant of God, of Rachel, she then had a second child. Looks to me that old Jacob went back again and had another baby, and they named this son Naphtali, or some say Naphtali. She said, I have had a great struggle with my sister. You see, you see, you see, old Rachel had been jealous of Leah, because see, Leah was putting them out. Uh, one after another and she said you know what oh somebody ought to give me a high five it was a struggle oh it was hard but guess what I got two sons now through Bilhah so guess what I won glory to God that's how she processed what had happened you see then Leah 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 takes Zilpah. Zilpah is the servant or the slave to Leah, and then she said to said to 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 her say say Jacob, I want you now. I want you to I want you to get involved with with Zilpah. Oh Lord! And together those two had another son, and they named him. Oh God! They 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 he. 
and, they, and then Leah said that I have good uh, fortune because I'm calling this one Gad. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, but the story ain't over. The story is not over. Then Leah's servant, Zilpah, comes up pregnant another time and Leah says oh how happy I am for the daughters the women the girls around the hood oh they're gonna be happy for me because when they come to the baby shower I'm gonna show them Asher because that is the next baby that came through my maid oh yes and after praying for Jacob to sleep with her with a few mandrakes. I know most of us are not familiar with mandrakes. They are a, 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 a fruit that is more common to the Mediterranean areas, and, and, and so it's a it's a a, a, a plant that that grows and it, and it has a flower on it, and it also has a piece of fruit that that looks like a tomato or maybe a small kind of tomato but it's edible uh, and, and, and it's said to, 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 to make people more amorphous you know what I'm saying that that, that love or stuff comes all over you yes 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 uh, uh, it's considered uh, an aphrodisiac uh, and so and so and so uh, she got the mandrakes uh, she took the mandrakes uh, and then next thing you know uh, comes forth uh, another son uh, and she named him uh, Issachar for she said for God has rewarded me for giving my servant to my husband as a wife oh yes 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 and then then finally finally Leah comes back and gets pregnant again and this time she has another son and she names him Zebulun and she said God has given me a good reward I'm glad about it I got a good reward now for sure for sure ah Jacob can't help but love me Jacob can't help but to respect me look what I done and then even after after that, the Bible says that Leah gave birth to another child, and this one was a female child that she named Dinah. Oh, God. But I think it's interesting in the text, Pastor Keith, is that they don't give anything that she said about that child being a blessing, only about the male children that she brought forth. Oh, somebody ought to say, oh, what's up? with that what's up with that and finally 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 I'm about done I'm about done finally finally Rachel joins in the party oh Rachel and Jacob finally come together and God blesses their union and and gives her a son and she names him Joseph Ah, yeah, 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 Joseph, for God has moved my disgrace. Oh, now her heart is glad. Her heart is happy. <laughs> little, 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 little did she know. Ah, that the dilemmas and the difficulties the being backed into a corner 
the being between two fires. It was just, just getting started. You see, the seeds had been planted by their parents. Seeds of jealousy, seeds of deception, seeds of animosity and anger. They'd already been planted. And the fruit from those roots were creating a plethora of catch 22s. My brothers and my sisters, ladies and gentlemen, in 2022, when misery comes your way, what, what will you do? In 2022, when life causes you to feel unproductive, passed over, unloved, and in disgrace, what, what will, what will you do? What does God say and what does God do when we get caught up in our catch 22? We better learn to depend on him to keep us from falling into traps, into snares, into all other kind of quagmires that our catch-22s might do. We're going to bring you some more next Sunday as we take a look at those catch 22s in 2022. God bless you and may heaven smile upon you.